Listener, tis I, Gavin, producer of Standard Docking Procedure. Sorry, this is not Space Stakes Part 2, but that comes out a week from today. It's ready to go. I'm so excited for you to hear it. But this is the first episode of Below Decks, a Patreon-exclusive podcast about the making of Standard Docking Procedure, in which I, my fiancé, and maybe some other people in the future were figuring it out. But in this one, my fiancé and I sit down and talk about the origins of SDP, where it came from, what my influences were, what we're doing with it, where we might be going with it, and answer a audience question. It's very fun, and future episodes will only be available on a Patreon that just launched today. You can support SDP's production in future by going to patreon.com forward slash docking pod. I'm talking papercraft models of Carloni's 3D pizza cubes you can print out and make yourself. They're friggin' adorable and you also kind of want to eat them. I'm talking access to below decks. You can rub shoulders with myself and the voice actors on the Discord server that is for patrons only. One dollar and up, all it takes to talk to us and see all sorts of fun channels dedicated to cool science stuff and architecture and cute animals of various different types. Also, there's a channel for me to post trains in, but you can just block that one if you don't really care. Access to occasional bloopers from the voice actors that are hilarious. And access to crowdfunding exclusive minisodes that happen on occasion. Right now, the one that's available is about Tiff taking a flight exam, except the instructor throws her off a little bit. It's great. Also, weak early access to episodes of Standard Docking Procedure. Some of the more math-inclined of you might have just done it real quick in their head and realized, yes, Space Stakes Part 2 is up for patrons right now. You can go pledge right now and hear the next episode of Standard Docking Procedure and hear all future episodes a week early. It's pretty chill. Patreon.com forward slash docking pod. That's spelled D-O-C-K-I-N-G-P-O-D. Thanks so much. Love you so much. Now it's time to head below decks. Welcome, everybody, to Below Decks, the behind-the-scenes podcast of Standard Docking Procedure, brought to you by my lovely fiancé, Jordan. She's waving notebook next to the mic, and that fully didn't work. Aw, man. This is a side podcast to Standard Docking Procedure, in which we're going to talk about the making of the show. Oh, I can't cuss. Okay. I will oh, censor it. Okay. Cuss all you want. I'll censor it. Oh, it's no. also Patreon. We can do whatever oh, the f- we want. Well, this one's not Patreon exclusive. Well, yeah. Okay, so this is on the main feed. So, <laughs> so we've got to... All right, well, there's another incentive okay. to subscribe on Patreon. You can hear us say words like... But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we're going to get in trouble. <laughs> the iTunes police are coming. So in Below Decks, we uh-huh. talk about... Not the newest episode of Standard Docking Procedure, but the one before it. Get and you psyched up. Get you get you psyched. You can talk about where we've been, where we're going, maybe. A little bit. Jordan's here to keep me from saying too much. Oh, no. I might say stuff, too. You don't... I, well, well, yeah, but I edit. I edit it, so I know. You I know, know, yeah. We'll, we'll work it out. About the new episode. So this is a behind-the-scenes look. Jordan's going to ask me questions about the show that she has come up with, as well as questions from... Twitter. Twitter. And or wherever in future, <laughs> this round we ask Twitter. In future, we might ask patrons only. Uh, this is going to be a Patreon exclusive show f- after this one. This is kind of the first taste 
get you get you into it. So let's get started. What's the what's the first one you got? Okay, so um, I came up with a lot of craft questions. There's not going to be a whole lot about the pilot necessarily. Sure. Do um, we want to just do yours first and then the yeah. Twitter one? Yeah, let's go there. All right. Um, so I had a wacky question. You're never gonna a wacky yeah, question. Yeah, you're never gonna never gonna see this one coming. Wow. Oh, uh, where did the idea for this show come from? My headphones are probably picking up on the feed. Sorry, everybody at home. Let me fix that. <laughs> I just, he just he, no, I no. He just put um, his headphones on this adorable little pop tart pillow that I. Have. We have a pop tart pillow. On it's our from couch. Toys R Us. Rest we in are peace. giant children. There is a cardboard stand up of Sonic <laughs> and Ms. Pac Man with legs. I took it from work. <laughs> <laughs> The true source of standard docking procedure, what became standard docking procedure, was listening to a few podcasts and one not podcast, but it was pirated so much it might as well have been a free podcast. I was listening to We're Alive, A Story of Survival, which is probably the best zombie podcast. I haven't found any better ones yet. Sorry, if you make it if you make a good zombie podcast, go to my website, thepodreport.com. There's a place to submit your show for review. If you got a really good zombie show, send it to me because I still like zombies. Like I know we all got burnt out on it, but like I just haven't heard that many. We're Alive was really good. Uh, I didn't finish it because <laughs> I suck at that. And then we got to Night Vale, got really super into Night Vale. And I was listening to Cabin Pressure, which is a BBC radio drama written by John Finnamore. And it stars Roger Allen and Benedict Cumberbatch as pilots for an airline that has one plane. The joke being, it's not an airline. You can't make a line out of one thing. Uh, it's, it's an air dot at best. It's just, a, it's a madcap workplace comedy about two pilots and the owner of the company and her magnificently inept son who's like their flight attendant. He really sucks at everything. Of course, it's the writer of the show playing that because, of course, the writer of the show would give himself the funniest thing. It was a really good show. It had a lot of heart. I was pirating the living hell out of it because Tumblr loves cabin pressure and would just share Dropbox links of entire seasons of it with impunity. They And it wasn't even like a mean-spirited piracy. It was just like, we all deserve this. Obvs. It was weird. It was a celebrity podcast before, we, before BBC really kind of got around to acknowledging podcasts for things. So I was listening to cabin pressure and single narrator stuff like night Vale, and thinking, I want to make a show that's funny and has a lot of interaction. So I thought, what if instead of having those cabin pressure goofs where the pilots talk to the talk to this air traffic controller, what if it's a show about an air traffic controller and to make it more fun, we'll say it's in space. So you can kind of add a, a, a sci-fi spin to whatever normal travel woes people have. And then it kept going because my brain doesn't stop. And it, it went some very dark places. And now we're here with SDP. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot in between. <laughs> oh, I'm trying not to move around a lot. We're, um, we're recording this in our living room because I don't really have a good setup for multiple people recording yet oh, in we person. Do. We've got a table we got a table it doesn't work because yeah. it's really echoey uh so uh, jordan is crisscross applesauce on the floor i hope that's the least racist term for the way you're sitting i can think of well i'm i'm by sitting on the floor you're by sitting on the floor <laughs> she is confirmed by <laughs> we have the registration card and everything uh jordan is by sitting on the floor with our wonderful walmart 
coffee table in front of her. It looks nice, though. It's a very nice <laughs> faux wood coffee table with scratches on it. Do you like it? Uh, <laughs> it I do. $20. <laughs> That's a nice Jenna Marbles <laughs> reference there. So there's a mic on there, and then I've got a mic on my $20. Like, one of the last things I ever purchased from Amazon before I stopped buying Amazon stuff was a mic stand. So I'm sure there's, like, room echo and weirdness going on. We're trying here. Yeah, it's the first episode. We, we love deal you, with it. We love you dearly, but also deal with it. <laughs> so what's up next? I spot a lot of inspiration from comedy and stuff like that from, like, the 70s and the 80s. Really? And the si- situational comedy. Yeah. Like, um, Cheers and uh, Taxi and stuff like that. Would Not- you believe I have seen, like, three episodes of Cheers and none of Taxi? Okay, we have to. I want to watch that. Taxi Taxi's dearly. Amazing. Because my but... my 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 father Danny DeVito, everyone <laughs> he's father to us all. He brings honor to us all. Jordan has just gestured <laughs> at our wall where Jordan at work has access to color printing, and, and time and Photoshop. <laughs> so there is a picture of a carton of eggs taken very artistically. With a a fifty percent opacity picture of Danny DeVito from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with the word "egg" over it, because that's one of the the scene the the episode where they uh, Charlie tries to help Frank get a date by having Frank pretend to be his limo driver, and he keeps offering that woman, "Would you like an egg in these trying times?" Speaking of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, also that there's just that. I I see that there's inspiration from these situational comedies. Sitcom is a huge part of my childhood. We owned every single season of Friends on DVD. Yeah. That garbage, garbage show I have seen thousands of times. It did not age well at all. And there are characters in it that are literally irredeemable. I don't mm-hmm. think there's... Ross Geller has to be good at the sex. There's only one reason why Ross Geller could exist in this world. We're not talking about friends. We are right now. <laughs> no, we watched not. a lot. I watched a lot of MASH. A lot of MASH. A lot of friends. Uh, a, <laughs> I could also, uh, Honeymooners, which is like OG. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of spousal abuse in that one. Content warnings. If you want to watch Honeymooners, don't. <laughs> but Jackie Gleason was, a, I mean, he was saying some horrible stuff, but his comedic timing was, I was watching a ton of British stuff. Uh, shows like Good Neighbors, which, if you know what Good Neighbors is, that's, mom a, watched that. that's a pretty deep cut Brit- British sitcom, because mm-hmm. who the heck cares about Good Neighbors? Hello, Editing Gavin in the future. As someone who does care about Good Neighbors, I need to inform you, anyone in the UK who might not know what the hell I'm talking about, Good Neighbors was the Americanized title of the 1975 sitcom The Good Life, which is a pun on the fact that the main character's last name is Good, and in the US when they started re-airing it, PBS changed the title to Good Neighbors, which is also the same pun i don't know why they renamed it but richard Briers is the like lead in it, and he's fantastic because richard Briers is awesome sorry i'll go back to the show it was a sitcom about a guy living in not quite suburban london but he was still he had an actual yard backyard and a basement and he made it his life's mission to start being self-sufficient on everything. So he plants this massive garden. He starts raising pigs. He starts uh, building a methane uh, gas converter in his basement so that he can just put 
the pig poop in the basement and then run his house off of it. And of course, the comedic foil is their neighbors are, oh, so hoity-toity, oh, and why don't you just do it the easy way with money? I watch a lot of sitcoms, and the director of our local library was really into, he was a huge Anglophile. So a lot of my exposure was Faulty Towers, Good Neighbors, Mm -hmm. stuff like that, but also classics like Honeymooners. Mm -hmm. I didn't really touch How I Met Your Mother. I only really started watching It's Always Sunny when I started dating you. Mm -hmm. Parks and Rec is good, I guess. I've watched some good episodes, but it doesn't grab me, and I just want to watch it. The Office used to be fantastic to me. I'm a little burned out on it. Never finished it. Like I got to the last season. I was like, this is fine. I can stop here. This has turned into me reviewing sitcoms. Yeah, I was like, what are you <laughs> going is, down a rabbit hole, bub? That is all to say uh, sitcoms specifically are sitcoms and stand-up, mm-hmm. which is a big, I think, are intertwined because a lot of um, bit players and sitcoms are going to be people who like got called to the couch on Carson or something like that. Uh, that you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of Kevin Pollock level people <laughs> in sitcoms. So what do you do when you write? What do I do when I write? Yeah, not write. <laughs> no, I know, but <laughs> my job involves a lot of driving. So a lot of ideas happen while I'm driving, and then eventually they bounce around my head enough that I get them on the paper. It's actually frustrating for me to write sometimes because it's like I know what happens. Why doesn't the Why doesn't this damned computer just know <laughs> why isn't it just there on the page already just do it there it is i've actively had to get out of the house to write not yeah. because like you or anything it's it's hard to be creative in a space where it's like you're relaxing space well and we don't me. have a lot of sun in here and it's just a, a lot of a, a lot of major things in the second we're not going to talk about it but a lot of plot developments that we'll talk about in the next blow decks happened because I was in a Starbucks and not here. And that was really nice. It also was nice living two minutes drive away from a (laughs) Starbucks, turns out. Fun fact. Not because it's specifically a Starbucks, but it's like a coffee shop where you can do the scumbag thing of getting coffee and writing for hours. Or editing. I don't, well, edit writing, not edit audio. I don't get people who are like, I edited this episode on the plane. How? How? I can't edit if if Jordan's home, the person I love most in the world. Who yes, you, you can and you do. What are you talking occasional, about? I'll cut some things. I don't edit. I don't sit down and like... It's because I'm watching Top Chef and well, you can't you're, focus. You're also watching <laughs> Top Chef, but Top Chef behind me. Good job, Gavin. Golf clap. Golf clap. How about that Tiger Woods? How about that Tiger Woods? Don't <laughs> he, really care. He just, also, he, he he's just a, did a golf. And... He, he did a golf, and we're forgetting that he had sex with every okay. woman alive. Nope, stop. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm segueing. But... I should clarify. Last night, I was like, hey, Jordan, want to do Below Decks? And she's like, sure, what is it? <laughs> and then she sat down with a piece of paper and now has all these questions that I haven't looked at yet. Yeah, we should have. We should have done something more before we sat down and did this. I will figure okay. it out as we go. It's okay. What's it like having your vision fully realized is with it, characters? Is no, it? <laughs> okay, never mind. That's a stupid question. No, I'm it's sorry. not a stupid question. No, that's not, it's not a stupid question. It That's me being self def- self-deficient, self-deprecating. Depression, yeah. I don't know. It feels like I'm writing someone else's show now in a good way. Mm-hmm. As soon as... Yeah. As soon as I found Julia, Vin, Stephanie, Ty, David, 
this is just going to turn into me saying I like all my voice actors. No, n- duh. N- no, duh. I cast <laughs> them. <laughs> and a lot of amazing people audition who uh, are on a short list to be characters coming up that uh, uh, Samantha in the upcoming episode is someone who auditioned for another role that mm-hmm. I thought was great, but the person I went with, the person I went with, yeah. the show went from being this thing I could do and was super terrifying it's still terrifying, but it went from being something that I'll never be able to do and why am I doing this to, okay, well, now I got to finish the pilot because the rest of the world doesn't know what I know about these characters. I have a ton of, it's effectively, I have a lot of spoilers in my head and y'all haven't watched it yet, <laughs> so I have to make the damn show so you can know the things I know about these characters. So it feels good, but also like I just need, to, I just need to make the thing. <laughs> Well, I love it. Well, thank you. A lot of people, a lot of people said very nice things about the show, and that kind of makes it. It's weird hearing someone be like, "Oh, the scene where Humphrey got his ID card in that minisode was so sad," and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> someone had an emotional reaction to this thing." Oh man, I can't wait for the second part to come out. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I know. I know. We're sitting here and be like, "Oh, this thing we made it so good," and no, it is, and I can, I can say. I can uh, yeah, say you can, that. You can freaking. I can say that because. You can frick a say, say that. I didn't make it and I love it. So. I'm trying know. to get you to make it. <laughs> well, you, you keep talking about that. It's not happening. I'll start a hashtag to get Jordan to write no, an epic. No, I edit and that's good enough. <laughs> you, you edit. You edit and give me letter grades, which is weird. It's a weird <laughs> dynamic to our relationship when you write an A plus on a. That's because it was chef kiss. <laughs> <laughs> What we got next? Um, how much do you and your characters differ? Not a lot. Because I can... My character, the my, the, the four mains are myself divided yeah, four exactly. ways. Yeah, exactly. That's... And I just... I don't know. I love that. I mean, it. Humphrey is me. Just, like, I deleted a couple of things. There was one... There was... In the beginning, there was Gavin. And then he was divided into four people. <laughs> Tiff got what he thinks is his sense of humor. <laughs> Humphrey got his weird obsessions and his homeschooled background. Reagan got whatever parental feelings. Like, Reagan is the reason they're not on fire (laughs) half the time. Reagan is the mom of the group. So all those tendencies are in Reagan. And then April is just wildcard. April. April isn't Charlie, but April kind of is the... um, the part of you that just makes random decisions sometimes because random, but calculate extremely calculated. That's the other thing is I've made, I made that character, the AI so that like whenever April does something weird, it either really stands out or you can be assured and like, Oh, well this is going somewhere. What was the question? How much do you differ from your characters? I, I mean, I differ from Tiff Reagan and April by being, a cishat male. Uh, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and uh, that's a that's a big point of contention for me. Is, is that April a woman? April's a, April's uh, non-binary. Okay. We use they them for April. Yeah. This might be a cop out on my part, but when I was writing the show, like I knew Tiff was femme coded because I I really liked this snarky character being not a cishat a white dude. male. Yeah. Yeah. And I needed I needed Humphrey to be a cis white male because like look at him, 
Yeah. Well, no, you. That's I how need, he was written. I need to that's, flip. Yeah, he flips the script. He's the giant doofus. He's a redeemable Ross. Mm-hmm. He's never going to be on a break. I promise you that. Aww. Oh. <laughs> No, don't don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna play with things, but there's not gonna be. We were on a break. Thank God. Yeah, no, the worst part of sitcom television ever. There were a lot of many worse things than that, but that was pretty frustrating. I differ from them in gender and alignment, and a, a big deal about that was when I cast people, I wanted to give them a role that felt like theirs somewhat. If a character has a trans actor, that character is trans. Now, there may not, I may not be able to write a good representative trans storyline without bringing on sensitivity writers or sensitivity readers and co writers and stuff yeah. like that. But that doesn't mean they can't be that now. Yeah. Like Tiff was bi from the start. I cast a bi actor for Tiff and I specifically asked for a bi actor for Tiff because. Tiff's a disaster by like I love that character archetype I want to play with that a lot I like characters who can get flustered by attractive people they find attractive and it not just be the gen- the generic thing about bisexual people or just having sex left and right they like both like that's not that's not true it's not right but everyone gets flustered and it's fun mm-hmm. it's fun to write that <sighs> so that's how they differ and I try I work on it every time trying to make sure I keep all my privileges and what I can't. I mean, I, I try to address my privilege and write from a place of understanding. And I try to grow as much as I can every day and learn more so that this can be an inclusive and fun show. Cause the whole point of SDP is it's a show that is sci-fi and it's a sitcom where you can tune in, you can have fun and it's not going to bum you out by the end of it. Like there are nope. shows that are really good that are also like, emotionally heavy <laughs> what were you saying sorry no one in it is a perfect person no it, and there are no perfect people but no but that's what some shows and audio dramas oh yeah it. someone's always the smartest person in the room april yeah. can be wrong april april can make factually wrong decisions we haven't encountered that yet but we will that sounded threatening <laughs> So uh, to break things up a little bit, I want to talk about something big that happened with the first part of the pilot, and that's Wittershins. Uh, Wittershins struck a chord with a lot of people. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Wittershins. And a lot of people. I mean, also me. I, I really like the, the guy, too, because, I mean, who doesn't like writing a jerk? Like, he gets to say things. He gets to get frustrated and say uh, things that are not necessarily nice. Uh, and he's the villain. Like, everyone likes being the villain sometimes. And when you're the writer, you're the villain. Uh, well, the writer's always the villain, let's be mm-hmm. honest. Uh, Wittershins was meant to last the pilot, and that's it. There's talk about what to do with Wittershins now, because you all like him so much. Everything about Wittershins... Ca- like it's the voice actor graham (laughs) rowett that's graham graham so tiff april like they all slotted and like but that also happened with the side characters oh yeah and it's not that i didn't expect to get actors who were really good at their job for the this my my little throwaway roles too but i was like the people who auditioned were just so freaking good and rowett comes in I didn't think of Wittershins the way I do now until mm-hmm. Graham auditioned yeah. for the show. Because 
his voice brings this kind of Dr. Venture, Rusty Venture thing to it that I didn't even consider. And when I hear that voice, I'm surrounded by idiots. It's just. (laughs) Well, no. And after you um, heard the pilot audio, you wrote Wittershins different. No. Yeah. Wittershins is a, he's he's definitely a different character in part two. And that's the other thing I'm going to completely own up to this. Now, this is totally bad writing on my part. This pilot is two parts because I sat down to write the pilot and then at one point looked up and went, crap, it's 20 pages and I'm not done yet. And there was no, I knew, I know there was an ending I needed to get to, which we can talk about when we talk about the second part. But for the first part, I was like, wow, I cannot get to this ending, but I'm already at a scene that kind of feels like a cliffhanger. I'll make a, I'll make a fun fourth wall break. And then we will move on with that in part two. Also, I didn't want to write a 40-page mega pilot and then tell people, you do this for free, and then I'll do an Indiegogo campaign, and maybe I'll pay you. I would have felt like such a stooge doing a mega episode as the first one, even if I knew the next ones are going to be shorter. Uh, So I want to keep STP to about 20 minutes. Uh, Yeah, so part one's ending is the way it is because I ran out of space and time. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> ran out of space and uh, time. Funny, no time travel in this show. Um, Good, because, uh, no. No, that's, if I'm going to do time travel, I'm going to do it right. Yeah, no, exactly. So, maybe we'll do like a, maybe we'll do like a Halloween episode or something. Who Ooh, knows? Ooh, that'd be fun. Um, I just love the, I just love the term, you're, you bet your space ass it is. <laughs> Part two is a really good episode. It has some really good character moments, but I don't necessarily think it follows a three-act structure. Neither episode follows a three-act structure properly, and it's because I didn't build it right. I think they're both really good, really listenable. I mean, over a thousand people have listened to the first episode, so I guess that means people like that too. But I do want to, I do want to get it. I just want to get the idea out there. Like standard docking procedure is this thing that I've really been wanting to make. And I want to make it so much, I accidentally made the pilot massive. This is probably the last two-parter. The first and last two-parter. Until we get to a self-sufficient self-sufficient place. <laughs> where I might be able to, like, do some fun stuff. Who knows? Because right now, as far as we know, season one is, like, five, five episodes. Five episodes, yeah. Which, that's not the worst thing no. in the world. No, if, if you just... I don't know. I I wanted to be longer, but I know you, we can pull it out. Oh, I wanted to uh, address Alice's uh, question on Twitter. Oh, Alice we, Bell, thank you yeah, so much. We kind of um, touched on it, the first part of it, but um, how different is the show now than from what it was? You wouldn't believe. <laughs> Standard docking procedure, which I will admit, this is mentioned on the website, but thank you, David Reinstrom of Radio Drama Revival. David's a fantastic person, has a little cameo part in part two of the pilot. David named the show because I was looking for help naming the show. Ended up DMing David a script and saying, like, here's what the show's about. And then David, being a human computer, just started going, and my Twitter DMs are just full of names. Uh, and standard docking procedure felt like a really good one. It, it it stuck out. Yeah, it's really long and it sucks for URLs and telling people the show's name, but I like it. So I'm no, it's sticking perfect. with it. It's perfect uh, for what it is. Yeah. So 
the show before I came to the conclusion that there is a need for hope punk. There is a need for hope punk and positivity in the world. We need more content to act as sort of in, but there's some amazing like <laughs> yoga moves happening with my fiance right now I while she's trying to make a sound. Yeah. You were trying not to make a sound and you make this eye contact with me. Like, <laughs> no, don't no, say sorry. anything. It was, you just made this eye contact. Like, no, <laughs> please. Brother, me, I have the loops. Okay, go back to what you were talking about. I came, I like, I came across a lot of people saying they want podcasts that are positive and don't leave them like drain. No bombers. No bombers. Like the, that. That's the old Mabim Bam thing. So when I before I said no bombers, oof, a lot happened a lot in SDP. <laughs> a lot happened. There's characters who don't exist anymore because of that. There were characters who were, uh, their only reason to exist was to be very sadly killed off. That's awful. The main character, I mean, well, I mean, you say that, I mean, that's just an author being legit. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, no, hey, I know. I, I know. mean, it's like including Obi-Wan Kenobi in the first Star Wars movie. His entire purpose is to die in front of Luke. That's it. I am the old wizard character. You have a destiny, Luke. Blah, I am dead. I got a little different accent there at the end. Yeah, at least you didn't sound like droopy. <laughs> don't, don't. Go back to the goddamn so, question. So, um, <laughs> so the fun part of making SDP is the data pad is a heavily modified version of my voice, but it's me doing a voice that Jordan is not a super huge fan of. <laughs> what does this have to do with the question? Because you said it, at least it didn't sound like droopy, so I want to give our <laughs> wonderful, beautiful listeners context on that one. Oh my god. Okay, go I on. want to do that voice so bad. I can cover my ears. Okay, you ready? Uh, it sounds like this before you put anything over it. Uh, there, are you I happy? I can still hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you can still hear it. It's everywhere. It's coming out of the speakers and the TV. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> How is it different? You kill you. It was incredible. It like it wasn't incredibly sad. It was still kind. It wasn't necessarily a sitcom, but it was. It was and serious audio drama in which these characters who are funny and snarky go through some stuff. It's like the difference between a fun, happy sitcom and like Buffy, like stuff happens in Buffy. Mm -hmm. I would also say some of my sense of humor definitely come from Buffy. It's earlier seasons. Tiff's character arc kind of remains the same. I will say uh, I have an idea where these characters are going. And I know what I'm going to do with them. But if you think there's like some grandmaster huge chart of like arcs and stuff, it doesn't mm-hmm. exist. And some of that is down to funding. Because right now we are four, three. We can do three full episodes. Which, thank you for that. Thank you. Like really? our the amazing people who supported the show in our Indiegogo campaign, all of our producers, which you'll hear at the end of... I'm I I'm I guess I should announce this right now. I'm putting up a re-edit of the first episode. Mm-hmm. Now that won't come up in your feed necessarily. I'm still uh, either I'm going to repost part one of the pilot when I put part two up, or I'm just going to quietly replace the file in my host. But either way, the ending that breaks the fourth wall and asks for funding is going to go away. And there's going to be an actual ending that it's, it is, the ending is in the show, but I'm going to cut off the, the fourth wall breaking stuff mm-hmm. and then put in thanks to our producers because that episode is technically funded by money or money from the Indiegogo, even if it came up before. Uh, so there's going to be a two part pilot. Then there's the next episode, which I can tell you is 
titled Spacewalk. Look forward to that. And then there is money for two or three more episodes, depending on how many characters are in them, as well as three minisodes, which I think I'm just going to try and line up so one comes out between every full episode. So the goal of Below Decks and all the other Patreon-exclusive stuff we're going to be doing is to build up ahead of Steam so that by the time we get to the end of the Indiegogo money, we will be self-sufficient and STP can continue on. Otherwise, when we get to the end of the money, it's just going to turn into whenever my savings account has enough in it from uh, my real day job, we will make an episode. And that's not the worst thing in the world. I'm I'm in a pretty privileged position where I can probably make an episode every three, four months with what's left over from my paycheck if I really stop going out to eat and stuff like that. I, I will also not make the show if I can't pay my actors. No, no. I can't pay them. I can't pay them enough right now, but what I do pay them right now is a lot better than nothing. Yeah. There are a lot of people who make shows for free. That's great. But this show is about making people feel better. And and that starts with That starts with the voice actors. actors yeah. Because, like, point being, these actors are putting a lot of work into these characters, and... I couldn't sleep at night if it was just like, hey, hey, man, I know we've been paying you, but like, can you just stay on for a little longer? That's not disparaging people that don't, though. Yeah, because you you agreed on it. Yeah, like, exactly. the, like shows can be made for free. Um, there's, I mean, there's some major shows that are just made. Like Mission to Zix is a lot of improv comedians who are just donating their time to the show. Pretty much, like, that's cool. But there's also things like the Bright Sessions where it's $2,000 an episode. And we just want to live in a little in-between world where Mm -hmm. I can support my actors and I can write fun stuff for you all to listen to. Anything else we want to talk about before I start actually plugging things? I'm biased. I've I've said that so many times, but I I believe in this show so much and I wouldn't say that I did if I didn't. Well, thank you, babe. You're welcome. Thank you so much. (laughs) To my lovely fiance, who just said that very nice thing that I totally didn't talk about something else and no, edit in. No, not for in. ten minutes or anything. No, I didn't. And she wasn't <laughs> doing the cartoon thing of rubbing her stomach to indicate she's very hungry right now. And please stop recording this podcast, you fool! Thank you for entertaining my desires to talk about this this wonderful show that show I'm too, getting so. to make. I it's just I can't express my thanks to everyone enough. The word thanks doesn't really do it. I don't. I don't I don't even remember what I put on Patreon when you pledge. Go to Patreon and pledge and find out. But I don't remember what I put in the thanks section because I never know what to put there. Like you are enabling me to make this show. You and not not just enabling myself to make a show. It's enabling all these other people to get to engage in it. Like the voice actors, uh, Stephanie, Reagan's voice actor, posted something in the secret Discord you can't see. About like a T-shirt that Reagan want or that Stephanie wants Reagan to wear, and I'm like, well, if I ever commission artwork, Reagan's wearing that now. <laughs> like they they have their characters and such locked down. Also, I'm commissioning art for the second. Oh my episode. god, it's, it's so, so good. good! It's so good. It's gonna be so good, which you can get the high res version of on the Patreon when it comes out. How about it's that? It's so good. Patreon.com forward slash docking pod. I can only plug it so many times. That's where future episodes of Below Decks will be found. I'm trying to keep talking, even though I just made a little arc of spit come out of my mouth and it landed on a script. And (laughs) Jordan is so hungry. (laughs) Thank you for doing this, babe. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Standard Docking Procedure and Below Decks. See you wherever we see you. Mm